Greetings and salutations. This is Cage's Kiss, the ultimate Nick Cage podcast, where each week we discuss oh, one of Nick Cage's fun films that week, and we discuss his life and times while trying to gleam any wisdom we can from his character that week. And I don't think there's anything we actually can glean from this, except it was a thing that happened, and I guess we'll find out what happens when you combine... <laughs> Predator with Mortal Kombat and toss in an angry Harambe for your alien. Um, I'm Donnie, a apparent master of jujitsu. Well, you can't dispute oh, this. Lord. <laughs> I'm a warrior poet in the classic sense, or Adrian. My name is Linda, also known as the Cheese, but this week I'm one of Oprah's favorite things. Wow. And we have a very special guest with us this episode, our own expert of the karate Ooh. form, to help us understand this movie. Please introduce yourself, sir. We need one. Right on. Yes, I am writer and director. I should say I am micro-budget uh, indie writer, director, <laughs> fight choreographer, uh, Len Kavasinski. So uh, for those that don't know me, you probably maybe have seen me on stuff like Red Letter Media and Best of the Worst, or maybe uh, maybe you've seen Swamp Zombies, or maybe you've seen Curse of the Wolf or Fist of the Vampire or one of those things. But you know what? Those are really fucking old movies of mine. So please check out my new stuff, people. Uh, uh, check out Challenge of yes, Five Gauntlets please. with me and Leo Fong and stuff but but anyways it's so good yeah you know uh i wouldn't say i'm a uh expert in jujitsu if you will but uh i've been around some martial arts i have a third degree black belt in taekwondo uh, which is a korean martial art uh mine is a more traditional type based taekwondo so it's not like the stuff you would see in the olympics and things like that uh but uh i've been around a martial art or two in my lifetime and uh yeah jujitsu let's uh let's go for it <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's oh, I, I most of my experience in karate has been as a child and watching growing up watching nothing but Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, American Ninja movies. Uh, right and, and I've got to say, this movie seemed to have a lot more Muay Thai kickboxing than <laughs> anything else. Well, that kind of that kind of makes sense because our uh, I'm going to get everybody's name wrong because I'm terrible at pronouncing stuff. But we have our, our lead man and Elaneus or Elaine Musasi or whatever, whatever, whatever the hell his name is. Yeah. He, he came over from the, the kickboxer franchise, which is produced by, you know, this movie, Jiu Jitsu, uh, is produced by the same people. So it was not a shock when they announced, hey, we got Elaine Musasi in our cast. And I'm like, well, you work with them all the time. How hard was that uh, to get that done? But, but, but uh, you know, was it really a reach They're to go on the same on? couch? Right. You know, they, they reached out to Elaine and got him involved. And I'm like, well, all you do is fucking work with him how hard was it to get elaine musasi in the movie so uh but yeah he's a, a kickboxer he comes over from the kickboxer franchise and i'm really i think van damme you mentioned van damme was probably busy 
because uh, I could totally see him in place of the Cage character in this one. But Van Damme probably had better things Ooh, to do. Yeah. And, uh, and, and who, oh, yeah. who are you going to call? Nick, what are you doing on your lunch break today? Uh, <laughs> do you want to do like, some, some jujitsu, man? And, and <laughs> there it is. So, but, uh, okay, I'm, I'm off on a tangent. You go ahead. Yeah, I was like, I am familiar with the art of the sword. Well, we meant jujitsu. It's like, yes, I have a sword. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember. Uh, he, he took some mushrooms and watched yeah. some Power Rangers. That was uh, Cage's background. On and this I think one. it was. Uh, <laughs> yes. No, he actually has a, a, a. He supposedly has a black belt in uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Really? Yeah, that that's something completely yeah. different. Uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is more um, almost like submission wrestling. When people. Uh, think of the UFC or ultimate fighting, that kind of stuff, cage fighting. Uh, that, that's kind of what Brazilian jiu-jitsu is, is that kind of submission martial art wrestling kind of stuff. Uh, not that I'm an expert in it, but I know what it looks like. And uh, yeah, traditional jujitsu from from Japan, it, 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 not the same thing. I, I can guarantee you're going to have more of an idea about this stuff yeah. than we will. Yeah, I was going to say. And I'm trying to remember. I think uh, in the kickboxer movie that uh, Al Mosi was in, he I think was playing the Kurt Sloan. Yes. Was in uh, Kirk Bo- Kickboxer Vengeance or Avenge, the 2016 one. Yeah. Where then I yeah. think it was uh, yes. Van Dam took over the teacher's role. Yeah. Yes, that that's correct. It was uh, he did a couple of them. I think it was uh, uh, Kickboxer, Retaliation, and then the other one I think was Kickboxer, yeah. the, Kickboxer the Apology, yeah. so, something like that. One of, one of those <laughs> are the ones he was doing. <laughs> Kickboxer, the animated series. Yeah. Kickboxer, we're uh, sorry. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Yeah, Kickboxer, oh. we're sorry. <laughs> yeah, this, this movie, I mean... It's pretty apt to say that, yeah, this is Mortal Kombat combined with Predator because it right. looks just like the damn Predator in some, most respects. And <laughs> well, I think, okay, I'm not sure because this was hard to pay attention to and the movie was the cause of this. But well, yeah. they said, mm-hmm. I thought every 2,000 years this portal opens. No, six years. It's only six, every, six, yeah. six years. Because, well, the comet comes by. Well, it's hard years, because right? Nick Cage yeah. at one point during the fireside scene says something like, I've been waiting generations for this. Like, oh, it's only six years. Six years. Six years. Like, that, that's not a couple <laughs> generations, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you, you think, was there was there a real script for this, or did they just sort of tape together some bar nappings? I honestly think maybe it was, like, one of those, uh, you start a sentence, and then somebody else adds to the sentence, and then you add and add and add and add. Oh, I love doing that. I mean, yeah, I just... Oh, exquisite corpse style. This, this yeah. thing just... Well, yeah. it was also, like, in parts trying to be, um, trried to be, oh, God, what am I a thinking? Comedy? It's just, like... <laughs> Dragon Ball Evolution. My, my head. No, that that one that that was supposed to look like a, a video game. Oh, from the first person uh, hardcore Henry. Hardcore yes, Henry. Yes, 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 yes. They were really oh, inconsistent yeah. with using that too, because it seems like yeah. they they yeah. went hardcore Henry for like a couple <laughs> shots here and there, yeah, yeah. and then it was yes. like, wait a minute, what are we doing? So I mean, clearly they didn't have like a real director of photography or Actually, something like that. But no. Oh God, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they said uh, when, that Neil Brain guest directed this or ghost directed because it's like, hey, we got this uh, new tech. Don't music, steal my thunder on that one because I got a good one coming up for that. So uh, it'll, 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 never mind, it'll make more sense later. Like, carry on. We'll, we'll let you go first. Yeah, carry on. I, I, well, during that big first scene where um, where Tony Jaw just shows up and they they start that that big fight scene. 
I was thinking like, uh, <laughs> actually, my, my husband and I were saying like, well, what the fuck are they going for here? Exactly. It's like f- part of it's from first person. Mm-hmm. And part of it is like he's holding the camera. And then, and then sometimes it's like he's putting the camera down so you could watch his ass <laughs> as he, he fights. And then yeah. they jump. And I was like, you forgot your camera. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were doing for a minute there. They were doing like 2002 music mm. video thing. I guess what I, what I would question you guys about right now is you mentioned Tony Jaw, you know, mm-hmm. 10 years ago, 12 years ago, it was going to be like he was going to uh, take over an American cinema like Jackie Chan would have done for martial arts. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. but why do you think right. it didn't happen? And then I'll, I'll give my retort. But uh, why, do, why don't you think Tony Jaw caught on in American cinema? I kind of think they tried doing a little bit with him like they did with Jet Li, where it's like he did some really good, mm. where he made a lot of really good successful films, but he had more of a box office draw overseas still. So people just made roles mm. to include him just because they felt that having his name there was going to mean it was going to be a successful draw, that they'd make money overseas, the movie would be successful. And I think after like the Ong Box series he did, that he Tony Jaw just kind of fell into that as well because he was he did some really good movies. I mean, they really enjoyed watching him. I just I don't know what happened to him. I don't understand why he just kind of dropped off the way he did. And even being used in this movie the way he was, it just seemed like he was kind of like Nick Cage, I guess, just getting paid. Because a lot of the fights in this well, movie were I... very very over carefully choreographed. I want to say. At points where it's like you just mm-hmm. saw what was coming before it happened, and it just seemed like very by the numbers. I don't know. I feel like it's zoning out during it's, the uh, Well, it's because I I don't know. I I I could be wrong, but it, it seems to me that Jackie Chan was also willing to do all those stupid, silly movies with um uh like Owen Wilson, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Shanghai know, like Express shade. or whatever, Shanghai Noon or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. 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 God, and I the sequel. Those yeah. yeah. <laughs> those, those were not good, yeah. but yeah. But yeah, I'm not sure what happened with him, honestly. I just think maybe he was just misused, honestly. Because even, I think he's even in the upcoming Monster Hunter movie that's being pulled now from China for oh, God. reasons. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think some of it with, with Tony Jaw was just he just did not or was not, for whatever reason, really interested in grasping like English language and stuff like that, uh, to be honest. Uh, he really doesn't talk in this movie. And I mean, that's a benefit for American viewers because he can't act and he can't speak English. So that's a double whammy in American cinema. You know what I mean? So, uh, so it's not always a deal. Yeah. You got to put him into, you know, I'll say this though. I mean, he was very well with his grunting and breathing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yesterday I watched a movie of his, uh, called skin trade, with uh, Dolph Ludgren, and it was actually very well done. And when I saw this, I was like, man, you know, why doesn't a movie like this break through? And and Skin Trade was made, I think, six or seven years ago now. Uh, You know, so Dolph is, you know, all Dolph is hanging on to is Rocky or The Expendables or whatever. I mean, his stuff isn't going to the major theaters anymore either kind of thing. But uh, Skin Trade was really well done. The fight scenes were amazing. You had Michael Jai White that comes in and does his his black guy villain thing. And, uh, you know, obviously Dolph Ludgren, Tony Jaw, uh, uh, Peter Weller from frickin' Robocop is in it for a scene. And, uh, yeah, 
so Skin Trade, I thought I was impressed with it. But the same thing in that movie was 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 I think the reason why we don't see Tony Jaw all over American cinema. Uh, he doesn't really speak English well. You can't give him tons of dialogue. And, uh, you know, how, how are you going to have him in a leading man role, uh, you know? Yeah. It's just a shame we've moved away from dubbing. Yeah. You know, everybody's so highfalutin about that now. You know, like, I, I had no well, I mean, problem. It's kind of even this. going back to, like, the early career of Jean-Claude when he came over and he was, at times he said, even his autobiography, he was living in the backseat of his car, that he really did not have a lot of English. It was very, very broken. And they had to dub his voice over for a lot of stuff. But... I think it was when he did the fight choreography and re-edited some of the scenes for Cyborg that he actually made a big stuff. Oh, he actually started improving, but he also had kind of that that presence that uh, Jaw also has. It's just some people, yeah, they just want to stick to their roots. They don't really have a will or want to go past that, and that's totally fine on them. But yeah, it does kind of hurt your career when that's what they're looking for. But I also kind of feel like uh, people like Jackie Chan and uh, JCVD also like were more endearing yeah. to the the American audiences. Like you know, they they just seem charming, whereas you don't really see that with with Jai Lee. I would I would I would um, I would agree with that a hundred percent. Basically, yeah. I, I think yeah. I think there is a, a charm to Jean Claude Van Damme. That, that Tony Jaw just doesn't possess kind kind of thing. Yeah, he's missing. He's missing it. <laughs> yes, he <laughs> just wasn't having his legs racked apart by an old man until he split in half. That's <laughs> that's what he was missing. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm missing. Aren't we all? <laughs> oh God, but this movie. But 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 we got a real star in this movie we got Alain Moussi <laughs> right. from, from from Gabon the stuntman uh, who was on Being Human and, and uh, Street Fighter Resurrection oh. he's done a lot of shit um, you know uh, as, as a stunt person and Linda he's your age you two should hang out <laughs> oh okay well I'll call him up yeah, and... yeah get right on that yeah <laughs> we'll once you tell me you're you were born you guys things. are just gonna <laughs> 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 yeah that, that's how it works <laughs> So paying bills, huh? <laughs> Please. Uh, so, <laughs> what can you tell us about the uh, like the budget, Adrian? Oh, Lord. okay. Let me let me give you the cold hard facts about jujitsu. The movie I, here. I am wildly curious. <laughs> Fifteen. Okay, so this is this is a this is a recent movie because because uh, this was this came out on November twentieth of this year, um, and somehow this cost twenty five million dollars. Okay. Whoa! I, okay, yeah, that, I'm that, just gonna say that was mostly uh, Tony John Nicholas Cage. I, possibly. Um, okay, so th- I've seen things claiming that this is the first quote Hollywood movie to be shot on Cyprus. I wondered about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, even though they had to put that in quotes because like Hollywood is kind of charitable for this. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if it had something to do with that, like like if there were if there were production issues there or something like that. But uh, worldwide, though, what this brought in was forty seven thousand dollars. Wow. <laughs> um, oh, that, that, that's fair. Oh, it's okay. He can okay. go over it again, Adrian. It'll all make yeah. sense in the end. <laughs> but I, I was saying that this movie cost $25 million and made $47,000. That sounds about Jesus right. Christ. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it checks out. You did. <laughs> right, right. It checks out. <laughs> I can tell you they didn't spend most of the budget on the, the special effects. Are you going <laughs> to bash on the fact the woman had spurting blood that looked painted on on the back of her leg because <laughs> that looked real 
you you didn't uh, dig the uh, the computer animated shuriken that totally didn't belong to the same shot as the actors. Oh, and God. Somehow never hit anybody, even though the, the alien is a martial arts yeah. master. Well, let me tell you, in in jujitsu, there there are no shurikens. That that's a nin, ninjutsu <laughs> yeah. weapon. Nin, ninjas use shurikens. I, I, uh, in jujitsu, there so. there is no commas. Or whip chains, or or shurikens. <laughs> yes. that, that's all ninja stuff. Yeah, this is just alien tech. Well, it, we'll say alien tech shurikens. Yeah, see, it's not like it's, the predator. Predator had hunting blades. He has a sword blade. That's <laughs> totally different thing. Uh, let, let me tell you. Going back to the, your, uh, I, I was going to say in terms of you, you've mentioned Predator a few times now, and I, there's some laughable moments where he looks like he's jumping from a tree and stuff like that. And uh, but in connecting it with Predator, though, there is some. Uh, I, this is one of those downfalls of a low budget film, but really twenty five million dollars, you should be able to do a lot of stuff with. Uh, he, yeah. I think, in certain close ups and stuff, and there's a lot of close-ups in jujitsu that don't need to be there, but oh. they're there. And I think when they do <laughs> yes. that with the alien, I think it works. Uh, some of the wider shots of the alien, he's clearly in like a leotard that I expect to be sold on Facebook, <laughs> oh, telling yeah. me my butt will look nice yeah. as I walk, as my rippling leotard and stuff will go with no, me kind you're, of you're thing. you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong at all, because that was what was so jarring is – the far away shots of him, it looks acceptable, but then up close on the right. alien, it, he's got what, elbow it, pads. Even when it heals itself. It looks very drawn oh, on. I mean, it's almost oh, well, that was it's the worst not even part. like the, Tron the digital healing effect going on yeah. stuff. It's more just yeah, it looks animated, but I just couldn't get over his face, face. because it looked like Harambe oh, the, the face, goddamn yeah. face. and they just super. Okay, that's the worst part. It just looked like it didn't fit at all. Yeah, but I. Because he's got this this window in yeah. his helmet there. I, I think for me, the worst part was obviously the, the ass shots helmet of the alien. There. And then uh, he had elbow pads on yeah. and things like that. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't mind the costume. I thought I thought for one of these it was appropriate. But when they added the digital face, they just wrecked the whole yeah. thing. It's just like, no, no, you, you're, it's all And it just keeps coming in. Now. And then it's like. You know what? If you're gonna like, if you're gonna show the face, just keep keep the face showing yeah. instead of like, okay, he's showing his face again. Oh, there it goes. He's showing his face again, and you know, fucking stop that on off. I wanted him to like emote and, sometimes. I think. Yeah. Yeah, but dude, they added CGI blood. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> a common thing, though. That? I mean, hell, if Steven Seagal movies yeah. are gonna do yeah. it nowadays, we got to give Nick Cage a pass on the digital blood stuff. I mean, uh, Seagal's been doing it for 25 years now, and, and you know, it's. Uh, I, I'll say, you know, I, I'll say this about Cage. I, I think he still cares. I know he does anything. I get it, but at the same no, time, no. he's just not doing junk like Seagal turned into. You know what I mean? There, there's so many Steven Seagal oh, yeah. films out there yeah. where he just did not give a shit. Uh, his green screen sucks. There's all this kind of stuff that just sucks. His voice is dubbed by clearly people that would sound nothing like him. There's a lot of bad stuff yes. in his movies nowadays. And, and and I'll say this. You mentioned Van Damme before, and I think Van Damme still truly cares about the projects he's doing. I really do. I saw yes. one of his foreign-produced movies called The Bouncer. I watched it a few months ago Ooh. or so, and it's not masterpiece yeah. cinema, but at the same time, I could tell he put... 
his all into it. He put effort into it. He didn't mail in, you know, the action or yeah. mail in the, his performance in any fashion. And I don't think Cage does that either. Yeah, I, yeah, I still, there. yeah, no, no, he does genuinely mm-hmm. care. And even with JCVD, I, I still really feel Amazon should have kept his show, the Jean Claude Van Johnson. I liked it. So much. I liked it. Oh God, he I just, loved it so much. Yeah, it's yeah. Like he seemed to be enjoying himself, but. It's just, yeah, there you do have some Hollywood actors that you can tell they just, it's not even phoning in. It's just, I'm here until the check clears. Let's get this out of the way. And it's just kind of sad. Well, but. and apparently like the, it took about a month, maybe six weeks to rec- to um, film this whole thing. But mm. apparently Nicolas Cage was only there for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And you can tell in a lot of the scenes where he's got his his hair over his face, and it's very obviously not him. It's what just do you think? Standard. This is like Samurai Cop, where they, uh, they 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 go back in with the wig and add stuff. I don't yeah, think seriously. it's that at all, to be honest. I, I think it's really easy to double somebody that's in a long coat. Or, you know, the long hair thing. It it was really easy to double Nicolas Cage, I would bet, in a movie like this. Uh, He's got, you know, you throw hair in your face, you have a long jacket on, you can hide the physique discrepancies a little bit. I think it would probably be, you know, they probably filmed all the shit, filmed a couple fight close-ups where you can kind of see Cage's face, where he's just sitting on somebody's arm or something like that. And, you know, there there you go. I I think he was probably there for like a weekend or something like that, you know? More more concerning to me would be Tony Jaw's stupid-ass Assassin's Creed costume, which obviously doesn't come from jiu-jitsu. You know, now that you said that, I actually want to see Nick Cage sitting on Jake's shoulder during the movie while he's coaching him on what to do just carry him around in a backpack like Yoda. <laughs> Didn't you just love our, our charismatic uh, hero there, uh, Jake? The guy with the amnesia, right. Jason Well, Bourne. he has no character. His character has no motivation to do anything in the movie. That, that, no, at all. No. At all. In fact, I, I don't, I don't think wanna, any of the yeah. characters do. No, they just kind of are there. No, they really don't. Yeah, there's a you big know, actually, hole there. Actually, going back yeah. to the Predator connection, I think it's better to call this Predators because it's just a bunch of people that happen to be there. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, I'm going to go back on that Predator theme in a little bit here because uh, I know you mentioned stuff that we could learn from this movie and, and uh, I'm not going to be one of those witty dickheads that are like, I didn't learn anything from watching <laughs> jujitsu. Hell no, I'm not going to say that. I learned something super awesome from jujitsu. So when we get to that point, you just let me know. I think we all learned the secret to jujitsu is balance. That's about it. <laughs> Oh my god. I I don't want to go back to it, but I kind of have to. What they made so many weird choices with their film cameras and just doing like the the GoPro view mm-hmm. with their actors. Right, the hardcore Henry. And you can tell oh, yeah. not even just the hardcore Henry, but it's like the GoPro facing the actor. And it's like, we're supposed to be seeing them. Yeah. And you can tell there's a lot of green screen stuff going on around them or digital things that haven't been put in yet. But they just aren't reacting. It's like people are being killed beside them, and it's like a video game. They're just kind of like, oh, okay, somebody died. Okay, I'm scared. Let's keep going. And I kind of want to say, though I'm not defending this film because it is horrible in every way, but I think the reason it was shot the way it was and also explains why the moon was larger than the backdrops in the desert (laughs) 
is because the guy was trying to make this look like a comic book because he made the comic book for this movie yeah. and then filmed the movie. It just, there, there seems to be yeah, a lot of aspects to it. Dimitri Logothetis there uh, was one of the two writers on the comic yeah. book. And the comic book has almost nothing to fucking do with the movie. Oh my god, okay, I take that back. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. and yet and yet he's trying to force the comic book thing. What with with, with the comic font, comic book oh, yeah, font yeah. on various things, and they have mm-hmm. the comic book transitions where they'll put a Photoshop filter over over something. You know, with, 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 yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, you you you, you kind of had me when you said the movie was horrible, and then you lost yeah. me. So I'll agree with that part, and uh, we'll go from there. <laughs> <laughs> I, it wasn't that good. Can we settle? Uh, well, in those scenes yeah. that look like they were with a GoPro, mm-hmm. they would have been way easier to film with a GoPro, but he didn't use them. Yeah. And according to, to uh, Logothetis, however you say it, um, they used Aeroflex cameras that were stripped down and weighed about 16 pounds. Wow. Yeah, that's how they do it back around 2002 when this was really popular for music videos. They'd have a huge uh, harness on the actor and a big old counterbalance oh. behind them, which, of course, you could not see because the actor yeah. was in between. And so but but yeah, this is probably why this has cost uh, twenty five million dollars, even though somebody probably could have made the same movie for twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah. You're, so you're saying you don't yeah. see every dollar on the screen. <laughs> that's that's no, I'm not not every penny anyway. <laughs> I have seen the Predator's uh, pants on Facebook, the ripply pants that make your butt look good, where, where, the, where it has that wavy, curvy oh, yeah. stuff. And, and I have seen that. And they're like $14.99 or something. It's, a, it, it's not a tight price. I mean, it, it's reasonable. So it's... Oh, I too. You <laughs> could. You could be just like the, the Predator in... in so I guess you're also like, saying, Lynn, that the... Uh, so you're saying then that the uh, <laughs> army fatigues also were not <laughs> even though they said army <laughs> Well, that was just a, that was the oh, filmmakers yeah. clearly oh, hammering oh, yeah. it home that they were army or whatever. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, this is set in a military base. And, and you, you know what? Oh. Yeah, but which I think something like. Because they said that it was Burma. Yeah, yeah, right. He's in Burma yeah. at the Burma beginning. Burma changed like. to Myanmar in like 1989. So. Yeah, because that sounds more delicious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, you should be. because yeah. Well, I would say this also. I would say this if uh, mm-hmm. this is in fact a predator that comes down every six years. Yes. Burma's been a fucking war zone for about three hundred yeah. years. So if you want to pick a yeah. maybe more uh, <laughs> a, a, a better place to, to go vacation, have a mai tai or whatever, and then kill somebody, don't pick Burma, which has been a war zone where people don't even know why they're killing each other anymore over the last. Watch John Rambo; he he describes well, it fairly well. I I don't want to be the so. guy to correct you, but John Rambo destroyed everything in Burma. <laughs> <laughs> he wiped out a nation with a caliber machine gun. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Why we're on the Predator kick here too? If the if Predator stars in Jujitsu, Jujitsu just turned into a three minute short, and it would go something yes. like Predator kills everyone. The end. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Elaine's exactly. getting his ass whipped by the Predator, there's no doubt in my mind. Elaine's getting his ass whipped. Freddy Grillo, or whatever his name is, is getting his yeah. ass whipped. Tony yeah. Jaws certainly getting his ass whipped. Uh, Predator's in the movie. This movie's done. It's a three-minute short, and we're all 
kicking back drinks and laughing yeah. about it. If you took out all the action padding, this would be a three-minute short. That's about how much plot there was. Yeah, I mean, this movie did kind of get something wrong when it said that this is an action-packed adventure, and I kind of want my money back <laughs> on that. I... This was a new rental, too. We had to pay like six Oh, I'm bucks. claiming this on my taxes. This is a, this is a business write-off for me. <laughs> yeah. My, my, my $6.99 fucking rental is a business write-off for me. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we did learn something from the interpreter, though. We learned uh, to speak some of the language of the people. We learned uh, Beiwu, we knew, oh, you knew. <laughs> Right. I wouldn't really go off of his interpretations unless you want to maybe get beheaded in Burma. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. he wasn't exactly a good, he wasn't a really good interpreter. <laughs> yeah, and, the, and the lady's all like, you're all going to die, especially you. Ha-ha. Right. <laughs> to be LOL. Fair. <laughs> and that hurt because that he was played by Eddie Steeples, who I fucking love because he's in uh, um, the My Name is Earl. He's in the guest book. Okay. He's in a lot of great things. And, you know, usually the uh, uh, awesome character. But in this movie, it's like I, I hate to be that person, <laughs> but he, he makes the uh, the pun about. Well, let's hope Steeples oh, checked it and bounced there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> said something like uh, oh i think the the uh the, there was a hole in the temple yeah or in his temple in his head but i was like you know he makes that, a pun that would only work in english yeah yeah i was like you know that it, it right. yeah, probably doesn't mean the same and apparently he couldn't read the big colorful john wick oh, subtitles God, that kept appearing on the screen every time she spoke he did have yeah. at least one of the best lines in the movie was i was eating canned chili sauce <laughs> 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 yeah it's like, you know, you really did believe that line when you said that. That's good for you. Right. It came off more natural than that. Who are those Jedi Knights that just, just took camping. out my unit? <laughs> oh, God damn it. Right. I think that's an aspect of the story to kind of expand upon, perhaps, is that uh, some of the posters and advertisements, and it's like, mm -hmm. it almost looks like a Star Wars movie. It looks like, a, I know the, the, the Predators from Space or whatever, but yeah. they make it seem like it's this mystical mm -hmm. outer space movie kind of thing. And I thought, wow, this is, which direction are they going to market this in? Because yeah. as we saw, it made $38,000 at the box office on a $25 million <laughs> budget. And it's like, when I looked at the artwork and things like that, and I'm not saying it's bad by any means, but it's like, what what is this yeah i mean it kind of just yeah. sold it as yeah. character postcards basically and the idea that i had from the film was that all these people were supposed to have been uh, god i it, like blood sport okay it's like they're all masters of their field <laughs> is what i was expecting like these are all different masters of different forms of karate all coming together to try and keep this alien from taking over the earth which brings in the whole mortal combat aspect of it but it didn't happen. Even with the, the <laughs> colorful blue comet overhead, kind of acting like a timer, I guess. Drawn on every frame. Yeah, but yeah. they just keep going to different places uh, well, because it's like, uh, I would say yes. Fighting the, the, uh, yeah. the one thing I would interject here, and I don't want to be the, you know, I, I yeah. don't want to yeah. break your heart in this like Santa Claus moment kind of thing. <laughs> but I, what I, what I want to say, though, is you do know that blood sport 
uh, is not a real martial art, right? There, there is no blood sport. It, blood sport is not Korean, or blood sport is not. There, there isn't blood sport. Based on was lying about that. Well, no, but blood sport is just the title of the movie. It's not a real martial art kind yeah. of thing. It might be a real tournament and something, but you can't say, you know. Uh, well, I learned the, the the Korean art of blood sport or whatever. No, there, there is no blood sport. It's just the name of a fucking movie, dude. If only the alien had been Bolo. Oh, Bolo's my man. Kumate. <laughs> yeah. That would have been great to see his alien. Bolo in those Facebook board. ripple ass pants. Let me tell you. <laughs> he doesn't need those pants. <laughs> his pecs don't need those pants. No, no, they don't. <laughs> What is backpack filled with? Yes. I would just put him in some short cut off jean shorts. I think I would. I, I think what I would do is Lamar him. I would Lamar him from Revenge of the Nerds and give him the cut off half shirt. Maybe a, a spiffy pair of affliction jorts or something. And uh, off we go. I love it. That's this is all I want now. If you donate to our Patreon, we will begin production on this movie. Our <laughs> oh, my stars. But I just, I didn't get it because, yeah, it would have made sense if the alien had to fight all of them, but he doesn't. He's like, no, I'm going to pick you because you're the guy I want. It's like, okay, I guess so everyone else can go home. I don't want this guy. I really had him. (laughs) But whenever anybody's fighting, they're always being so nice and taking their turns one at a time. Well, again, that's... And and we have the little detail that if you cut the alien, it takes him six seconds to heal. And everybody's all like, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to press my advantage while he's vulnerable. So I'm just going to stand here for six seconds and just watch the special effect. To be fair, the alien did the same for them, where it's like, oh, I beat you, Nick Cage. But here's your sword. I want you to die with honor. So, oh, thank you. That's, right, that's, that's, right. Like, oh, that's, that's, that's gamesmanship. That even the alien has some gamesmanship there. So, yeah, yeah. Well, and he did say the alien's not going to kill you outright. It wants to torture you first, I guess. Well, we don't even know if that's I mean, even true. Uh, like, like, we've never seen anything to, to support that. Of the guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, wait, was Nicolas Cage pay- playing the future Jake? Or was he just messing with him saying this? Okay, no, no he was playing no. Dennis Hopper's character from Apocalypse Now across with Jack Okay, Sparrow. so he was just on cocaine, yes. all right. No, <laughs> at first... Um, okay, no, at first, I thought that because they kept having a stand-in for Nicolas Cage, in that first scene, I totally thought that he was him from the future. And then, because it, it looked like that, and nobody was talking to him, and so I thought, like, oh, he's his Tyler Durden, yeah. because nobody's fucking acknowledging his existence. But then he says, like, I'm your, or he was your dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. like, what? That's right. Your dad makes paper hats out of new. Oh God, That's I forgot skill. about the paper. Hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God. This is going to protect you from they the alien. The f- I've made you a suit yeah. of armor. <laughs> <laughs> we were laughing our asses off because uh, we, in the flashback, when he's sparring with his dad, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I said, oh my God, he's sparring with Charles Manson. <laughs> <laughs> said oh, no man. i thought it was some just random crackhead that he was sparring <laughs> it's burma i mean <laughs> anything's possible yeah, there's nothing to do in burma but play a harmonica and ride the rails bound for glory 
that's a, that's a good movie friends. with David Carradine, actually. But uh, it's uh, <laughs> oh, that movie's awesome. Oh, real, the uh, real life uh, story of uh, Mr. Guthrie there, the Battle of Glory. Good movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's a Hal Ashby movie, right? That there. movie. I, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, Bound for Glory. Yeah. Bound for Glory actually had what's called a cinematographer that won an award for that. Something that Jujitsu doesn't have. <laughs> you reminded me of what we've been missing it, in all these past 10, 15, 20 movies we've been talking about of his. Well, it, you, you mean you didn't like the way Grand Isle looked, Donnie? You, you weren't the <laughs> I wanted to drive a that. nail through my head and then take it back out and put it in a new hole, okay? <laughs> that movie was horrible. <laughs> but Grammar, Grammar went on to do Money Plane, so all is forgiven. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> money Plane. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. I give you that. God, but life finds a. Yeah, yo. We want to talk about Nicolas Cage over the last twenty years. What the f and f happened to Thomas Jane's career? (laughs) No shit. Oh, oh, yeah, he God, tried to yes. direct that, that kind of Sin City-ish movie, yeah. and then the studio buried it, and they were like, we're all done with Thomas yeah. Jane now. Right. He, just, he had nothing left for them. They took him, drained him, and tossed him out. Thomas yeah. Jane, uh, Nick Cage's Eskimo brother. Oh, God, yes. Money playing. Money playing, everybody. I mean... I laughed. Kind of. And I wish we watched Money Plane. I just, I was kind of prepared for this movie to see. <laughs> but I, I honestly thought when that Acme Fuel logo came across at the beginning of the film, I thought that yes. was the alien ship in the <laughs> I thought it actually was starting. Like, uh, wow, I was, I was waiting. Oh, that's just uh, a it, logo. It, and then the movie began. I'm like, wow, that's horrible. I was really waiting yeah. near the end of the movie where he drop kicks him into the Stargate time portal where it was going to be some dipshit Russell-like character, somebody's dad from long ago, even though it's only six years he comes down. But anyway, somebody's grandpa grabs him from behind and pulls him into the time portal. Something really stupid like that. Oh, yeah. It didn't oh, happen. Yeah, you get a grizzled uh, Korean War vet type or something. I'm still here, you bastard. <laughs> right, right. We didn't backpack around Europe in my day, son. We bombed the shit out of it. So, you know, one of those dudes. He's got plenty of napalm and just Fargate. Right. And then he just grabs a fistful of those $14.99 Facebook trousers and gives them the biggest wedgie ever, man. Right over his head. I would. Oh, I'd be totally fucking with that alien, dude. I would be fucking with him all day, dude. <laughs> just straight up I goon hockey fighting, pulling his jersey over his head, <laughs> punch him in the gut and run. <laughs> you guys, he's just misunderstood. He's a, He lashes out because he keeps fogging up his face mask. Like yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, I have to share my husband Carlos's uh, comment because when uh, it toward the end, when they're fighting Brax and uh, uh, Jake and Jake kind of uh, he's he's like choke. He's uh, Brax is kind of choking him out and he comes back to <laughs> Carlo yelled out. He, he's got Hulkamania. <laughs> if he started shaking, I would have believed. <laughs> yeah. Just had to point that one finger in the air, you know. <laughs> like, oh. like, fuck, that was such a Hulkamania moment. Um, but like, oh I, god damn! I this do movie. have to say, besides goddamn this movie, and I support that. This was the easiest film of Nick Cage's we've done. 
where I did not have to hunt to find horrible reviews for this movie. It is overwhelmingly oh, God, like bad, yeah. bad reviews, and I'm thankful. I saw things somewhere claiming that this was his lowest rated movie, but I didn't know in, in what forum that was. Uh, I would to. not trust Amazon, as Amazon has this at two and a half stars, and I think that's being too gracious, mm. but... <laughs> I mean, who am I to say? But uh, let's see. One of my favorite reviews, because it's written by a husband and wife team here, is I went Ooh, into this with little hope. I was just hoping to kill two hours with my wife and hopefully be entertained a little. Well, I killed two hours. <laughs> well, that's a terrible way to talk about sex with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> There was no enjoyment. At one point, my wife said, I hope the alien kills the whole planet and we find out the movie is actually happening right now. (laughs) Well, I kind of mentioned that because I said if if the Predator really starred in the movie, there's that woman's movie right there. Yeah, the the Predator would have killed the alien and all the actors, period. It's like, well, time to go home. <laughs> yeah, we'd just see him hanging up with their skin off. Yeah, that, that'd be a, you know, credit. Yeah, credits. and we'd be like, yay. They were skinned alive. <laughs> 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 oh, I was like, but I, enter- oh, okay. It's like, if they wouldn't put slow motion and every time a good guy made contact, the fight scenes could have been good, but I don't need to see every attack slowed down. But I understand why they did it. If they hadn't, the movie would have only been 45 minutes long. (laughs) I I rented this movie and I wish I hadn't. Now, please excuse me while I go watch Fat Man, which I'm hoping is better. I'm sorry to hear that. So, Jujitsu might have been better. Sorry, Chappie, there, but. uh... Mel Gibson is kind of at a low right now. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you mean national treasure, Mel Gibson? <laughs> and there was a... What's that Batman, I, I, I bet the filmmakers thought they were doing something really clever with, with Santa and everything in that movie. And I thought, you want to see fucking clever? Watch Elves, motherfuckers. You want to see something clever with Santa? Watch fucking Elves from 1990 with Dan F. Haggerty. Watch that. You want to see a clever oh, Santa movie? Because oh, let me tell you, it's not, it's not Fat Man. There's nothing clever about it. Yeah, it's hard to beat uh, incest rape elves made by Nazis. Right, made by Nazis, right. And Dan Haggerty, you know. He's almost his own genre. He's having a good old time in that movie because Haggerty's wasted throughout that entire performance. (laughs) Yeah, he he just watched the rough cut of Repo Jake and, you know, he wasn't quite over it. Oh, God. Uh, uh, wasn't Mel Gibson made by Nazis too? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you see Attack Force Z? No, he fights Nazis. Uh, so <laughs> um, he'll always just be so. rigs to me. So you know, I mean, he'll yeah. be Mad yeah. Max. He'll be oh. rigs. I mean, how many actors out there? There's only probably a handful that can say they played two iconic characters. I mean, let, let's let's be honest true. here, because this is very uh, a parallel to Cage, I think, uh, that we can tie into here is Keanu Reeves is a terrible actor. There's no doubt about it. I think he's a, a wonderful human being, but he is not a good actor. Uh, but The Matrix is so good. Who else could play Neo? Nobody. Nobody else could be Neo. And now he, 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 you fast forward 20 years and he's John Wick. And who else could play John Wick? Nobody. 
terrible actor that's landed these two prime <laughs> roles that no one else could play but him. I think that's superb. Yeah, and I mean... Well, there's a new movie coming out that looks like Bob Odenkirk yeah, is... Uh, John Wick. Is the new John Wick. Yeah. But I don't know if you're aware of this, Lynn. It it's kind of a fun thing apparently for a while i don't know that it's still going on there was a company doing a live action screening and play of point break where they would cast all these people to play the parts but they would grab a random person yes. from the audience to play keanu reeves part just to show <laughs> that anyone could have done better than he did. That, that's <laughs> awesome oh, i i wish that, that that i wish that off broadway thing would have came my way because i would have auditioned for the swayze role in a minute oh absolutely <laughs> oh, yes. Bodie, yep. all the way oh. I would rather do a play of Swayze's movie Steel Dawn, but that's just me. Oh, God. Dude, Steel Dawn, that's my shit. I love Steel Dawn so much, it it hurts my heart, dude. Oh, oh, yeah, no, I don't apologize for that. Steel Dawn all the way. From the director of Missing in Action to the beginning. There... There's there is uh two last reviews here, and one seems to be somebody that knows a bit about martial arts. Um this movie missed on every level. Tony Jaw and Maurice Crump had the only decent moments. Funny how the movie called Jujitsu only has scenes of Muay Thai and Kopera in their karate. <laughs> Please avoid this movie at all costs. And the shortest, simplest review of this film that I enjoyed was script written by an eight-year-old. Filming done by a high schooler. <laughs> Jake from State Farm was chill. Nick Cage needs to pay his bills. Please buy and watch this. I kept calling him Jake from State Farm too. <laughs> <laughs> it works. <laughs> <laughs> Well, although I think the, the actor from the State Farm commercials probably would have done a better job at acting. I don't yeah, know. there's a thing called emotion. <laughs> yeah, like him. And they need to show this. So <laughs> if, if, if we were going to change the story at all, what what would you do? Yes. Yes. Oh, my Lord. Would, who wants to start that one off? Um. Oh, should we get into sequel return more harder? Oh, oh, my. And we could do them out of order. Let's do, let's do okay. it. Let's do... You want you want to face up? Oh face no, we're going to sequel return more harder. This <laughs> okay, okay, all right, Johnny. You bet you got. I one. do. Um, this would have been a sequel, and here we go. The year is twenty two fifty. Earth has been invaded by alien species. Martial arts as we know it has become a thing of legend, forbidden in all of its forms. Mankind enslaved, forced to work in tunnels, mining Earth of its precious mineral resources. But the time has come for humanity to fight back. A rogue band of hope-filled teens begin a project, constructing a time-travel vortex that will allow them to gather the lost legends of martial arts, giving humanity its last roundhouse of hope for freedom. For the first time on screen, we would have Jackie Chan, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Chuck Norris, Cynthia Rothrock, Ernie Reyes Jr. <laughs> oh boy, is he still alive? And yes. Bolo Young. <laughs> like Canon Films and MGM presents Solar Babies <laughs> 2 Jiu-Jitsu Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Just, yeah. Okay. I'm already here Thank for you. it. <laughs> Adrian, please enlighten us. 
All right, I went I went a slightly different direction, uh, uh, you know, sort of taking the cue from the ending. So mine is Alexander Dumas presents Six Years <laughs> After Jujitsu Saga Part Two, in which Jake Barnes must travel to France, although this is shot in Australia, uh, to take on dimension hopping aliens who come every six years to do battle with the most skilled mimes, the art form that they created when they came in ancient times. <laughs> With the help of a psychic cat lady and an over-caffeinated conspiracy nut played by Clint Howard, Jake must learn a new deadly art to save Earth from destruction. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you well, have, Lynn? I didn't write a, a snappy little synopsis about what I would do, but uh, I, I've heard most of what you guys are saying, but you've been cutting in and out of me, so it's like, uh, I feel like my head's on fire, but I'm good kind of, kind of thing, but... Uh, uh, <laughs> I think what I would say is what I would do is I would take jujitsu in a new direction and kind of go off of like Hammett's Red Harvest or like Seven Samurai or a ton of like Roger Corman pictures back in the day, like Dune Warriors. And what I would do is have a I'm rounding up a team together because this guy is coming next year or, you know, whatever, every six years. So and then it would be that that MacGruber moment where you're going and recruiting all of these awesome ass people to take on this alien in a showdown. But I would have it very my tone of the picture wouldn't be this goofy wiener ass movie. It would be something where (laughs) it would be very solemn in tone, much like John Carpenter's The Thing. I would make it very straight, very solemn, very, uh, you know. Very downtrodden in stuff about this, like like this alien has wiped out all these people every single time he comes. But this time around, we're getting a team together and then they go to this location, whether it's a desolate desert town somewhere or whatever. So I'm really thinking Seven Samurai Dune Warriors mixed with a downtrodden feel of like the thing or something like that. And uh you know, the alien needs some work, so I'm not going to get too much into that with his pants and shit like that. But uh, that 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 element needs some work. I didn't hate his mask as much as you guys did. I mean, it was dumb, but I thought his pants and elbow pads were really stupid. So we're going to ditch the elbow pads and do that. We're going to get rid of the whole time portal gimmick, and he's going to come down in a space pod just like you'd see in fucking space balls. He's going to come down in something like that. There is no stupid Stargate portal that he's going to jump in and out of, or he's not beaming up for anywhere. He's going to do what the good old-fashioned aliens did, and that's crash down to MF and Earth in a space pod, and then all hell's going to break loose. So that's my theory. I, we can just call it Jujitsu 2 Red Sun Rising or something like that, and uh, that, that's nice. what I'm going to yes. go with. I'm down for that. Well, the Stargate was one of the worst effects great. anyway, so. See, I was thinking uh, like uh, Three Amigos 2. <laughs> oh, well, I guess I, I forgot I forgot something. I, I forgot who I would cast in the movie. Uh, so, uh, you know, he kind of stole my thunder with the Roth rocks and all that kind of gimmick and stuff like that. So all I'm going to say is this. I want the leader that assembles the team together, much like a MacGruber kind of thing, except played real downtrodden and serious. Uh, I'm going to go with Richard Simmons. I want him to be the guy that yes. rounds the team together and stuff like that. And then it can be professional wrestlers and MMA people and stuff like that. Maybe throw in some cool 90s people like a Billy Blanks or or. Ron Marchini from Karate Cop, who can not act, but I mean, he's the, he's the real deal. So yes. Lauren Abaddon, throw in all those guys. But the guy that's putting my team together is none other than Richard Simmons. 
Yes. I'm there for it. I will follow him. Where are we going to go? My uh, my version just it, it's it's basically the same thing except it's it's a dance off instead. Wow. <laughs> it's a uh, well, I had mine, uh, so doors open, you know. <laughs> and it's all led by David Lee Roth, because <laughs> why not? Might as well jump. <laughs> well, words of David Lee Roth. Taking place in Panama is a lot better than taking place in Burma. Let me tell you. Yes, quote unquote. Yes. <laughs> oh Lord. Well, you know, you could shoot anywhere and just have it be anywhere, right? They're in Santa Barbara. Like, wow, sure is dangerous here in Burma. It's like, oh yeah, I know it's awful, and man, they got a sale over there at Pennies. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Our version's going to have a Burger King sign in the background. <laughs> Come in the background. That'll do for you. It's but as far as a face-off, uh, Adrian? All right. Uh, so so my uh, my recasting oh, here. Uh, for for uh, for that one lady, I have uh, Layla Harvest-Roberts. Yes. For the other lady, I have Roxanne Hart. <laughs> Um, uh, for the translator dude, I've got Charlie Robinson. Uh, for Wiley Cage's character, I've got Sean Connery. <laughs> naturally, naturally. <laughs> for the alien, I've got Clancy Brown. Oh God! I love I'll take you. famous Mother. titties for four hundred, yeah, Alex. <laughs> 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 I'll take the rapist. The rapist. <laughs> the penis bubble covers for 200 Alex. I don't mind telling you <laughs> oh, and, and to top it all off I, for Jake Jujitsu Barnes of course I've got Christopher Lambert oh, this great is the Russell Mulcahy version because I kept giving Beowulf vibes the whole Watch time I was watching this. Oh, The Hunted's right. a great movie <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh. The bullet train. Scene. Oh, that's the. You want to talk about something when they, they, these people today talk about shooting video game movies? That wasn't a video game, but that scene is like a video game. That oh, that train yeah. scene. It's yeah. just awesome. Ninjas versus oh, samurai. Christopher <laughs> Lambert. Awesome movie. That was fun. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll watch anything with Lambert. He's, he's a yeah, I like him. But I'm sorry, it's not to be disrespectful. It's just with Sean Connery dead. I'm like, are you just going to like wheel him out? This is going to be a weekend at Bernie's type thing. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey man, it's a face. Most of my face offs are set like around the time I was born. So, you know, weekend at Wiley's. What's your wager, Sean? Write a number, any number. And you you wrote three. And you wagered Texas with a dollar sign. <laughs> ah, ah, the letter to my friend. <laughs> so for my for my face off, I I kind of went the same route you did, Adrian. This is a this is oh, an okay. '80s thing. So we've got Kurt yeah. Russell as Jake. We have Kim Cattrall as Carmen. God, yes. I get the Stargate references there. Yeah, yeah, and Forbes. <laughs> we have Fred Williams. For Brax, we're going to put in yes. James Hong. And for Wiley, we're going to put in Leo Fong. Then we'll have this completed. Uh, I'm here for it. You better be here for Leo <laughs> Fong. Guy's awesome. Oh, yeah. He's my man. I've worked with him. You did. Yes. You did. Yes. We, we, we watched your movie uh, that he was the in. The Challenge of the Five awesome. Gauntlets. Yes. Oh, no, th- yes. Thanks for checking it out. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, fucking that was great. great. Good dude. <laughs> And um, I was going to say with the 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 
girl who plays the the little girl. That's my daughter. In the, in that movie. In that Don't movie. say anything bad. It's my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say like we gotta keep our eye on her because she's like she is fucking talented. I was thinking like it's hard <laughs> to find yeah. a kid who can actually that's very act. True. Yeah, uh, that's, yeah, that's, she that's, was great that's, in that. That's my daughter Ariel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I really, I, I could have. I, I think I could have called it a day after Challenge of Five Gauntlets. I think I really could have. I think. It was God giving me my moment there with my daughter and everything else, and it was a good... Uh, I'm not saying I'm going to do PG-style movies oh. and stuff, but Gauntlets, that's the story and stuff. It didn't, you know... Mm-hmm. Uh, so if that was the last thing I would have done, which obviously it wasn't because I went on to do Hellcat's Revenge 2 and stuff, and mm-hmm. I've got some other things coming down yeah, the road here, yeah. but uh, if it would have ended there, I, w- I would have been okay with it. Honestly, yeah, I got to say, after watching a lot of your movies and then revisiting a lot of them since they're all free on Amazon now, I mean, you've really come a long way. And to, when I saw oh, uh, last night, in fact... God. Yeah. The Challenge of Five Gauntlets, like that was really, really freaking awesome. I mean, it was just, yeah, it was just everything about that. it. I just, I loved it because it held your attention. It was a great movie. There was a lot of really nice scenes in that. Mm-hmm. And well, I see, just, yeah, the way I tried on, to, sorry. The, well, the the reason you, you mentioned it, it held your attention and stuff. But, but um, I did something that jujitsu didn't do, and that's create character motivation yeah. for people. You did and in jujitsu. You don't have any of that. That's why. So, true. It's a notable difference. <laughs> And you have to understand you that we watch these the Nick Cage movies every freaking week, and it's a ray of sunshine yeah. to see a story, an actual like story without parentheses or quotes. That you actually care. <laughs> Yeah, I think the last one of his direct-to-video stuff that I really, really enjoyed, legitly, that I thought was really good, was the one where I believe Guy Pierce was the bad guy. I think it was Seeking Justice, it was called. I thought that one was pretty good. Oh, okay. I, uh, I thought that yeah, one was good. Roger Donaldson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that the one that I missed out on? No, you were there. Remember at the end, they're in the mall? Yeah. They're in the, the mall, yeah. Yeah, the escalator. Oh, it's the one, yeah, yes, where the wife went okay. to the shooting range after the break-in and all that. And yeah, yeah. It, yeah. With January Jones, it's the Silence Your Cell Phone yes. movie. Yeah. Where everyone that was being killed was a <laughs> oh, molester God. of some kind, and that was his motivation to kill everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. remember that. <laughs> I, why do I that remember was, this? <laughs> Linda, your your face off, please. <laughs> oh, uh, for my face off, uh, I okay. I I have to admit, I went with some very obvious choices. Um, I, although I, I originally had uh, JCVD as uh, as Wiley, but then I was just like, okay, Linda, pull it back. Don't be so obvious. So uh, we got to jump in the Cage's Kiss uh, time machine uh, Toyota Corolla and (laughs) for this one, because I've got a lot of people who are no longer with us. Uh, As Jake, I have the most obvious choice, Miss B. Arthur. (laughs) And um, as the, uh, oh, as Carmen, uh, the the chick with the the blonde hair, I have uh, Asa Akira. But then- you're going to have to show her titties and she is probably going to be totally okay with fighting nude. Yeah. So, uh, Asa Akira. And then, uh, as Wiley slash, you know, Cage's character, I have Rudy Ray Moore <laughs> and naturally. <laughs> yeah, naturally. <laughs> and as the alien, also the obvious choice, I have Rip Taylor. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. <laughs> I mean, and normally I'm the one pitching the Albert Pyun movies, and here's Linda. It's like, oh yeah, Issa Kira's gonna fight, and her boobs are gonna be out. It's gonna be yeah. great. <laughs> it's gonna be great. It's gonna be like, oh, 
somewhere Roger Corman's <laughs> ear just twitched and he started writing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Roger Corman, get at me. I have Make ideas. Make that man smile when the world smiles Indeed. with you. Did Lynn have a face-off or did we already... Of course I do. I'm with, I'm, I'm with the format. I got to face off together hey. here. So in my lead role, I don't know what the hell his name is, and I didn't care, the Elaine Musasi <laughs> role or whatever. I'm going yeah. to put in Ted Pryor from Deadly Game. You know the film I'm talking about there, the uh, Deadliest Game, whatever the hell it was called in the, in the 80s there. I, I'm going to put in Ted Pryor. The yeah, movie's yeah. got to be directed by his brother. I know he's dead, but we're going to suspend that time portal and pretend like we can bring David <laughs> A. back uh, so it can yes. be directed by David A. Pryor. Uh, uh, Ted Pryor will be the Elaine Musasi character. Uh, the Wiley, uh, the, the Nick Cage role, I'm going to give to Neil Breen. Uh, I think he's perfect for it. I, I think Neil Breen is perfect for that role. It has everything that you want out of a Neil Breen character. He's crazy, yet he's got this kind of conspiracy angle kind of slant to him a little bit there. I think Neil Breen would work out well. You can't kill him because he doesn't really die, so we're going to adjust that a little bit. But no. Neil Breen is, is the Cage character. Um, for the one uh, woman that had the blonde hair that was in it frequently there fighting people, I'm, I'm going to give that to Asia Argento just because I think she's hot. Uh, so we'll, we'll say Asia Argento there is that one. And as uh, Tony Jaw, we're going to give the boot to, uh, and we're going to go back to when movies were really good in the 80s. And I'm going to give it to uh, Stephen Lee, who played the bad guy in Karate Kid 2, where he has the little yes. drums at the end and stuff like that, because he, he can fight, he's intimidating, he, he's, he's a good actor. Uh, so we're going to give Tony Jaw the boot in favor of uh, Stephen Lee there. So that, that, that's my face-off. <laughs> And see, Asia Argento, much like Asa Akira, wouldn't mind showing her boobs. <laughs> yes, this is true. This is true. <laughs> like see? Lloyd Kaufman said, when you star women that you're going to have naked, you got to get them naked first. <laughs> if we did your version too, we could have a Peter Cetera theme song. I think it sounds very complete to me. Uh, I, I'm kind of, I'm not super opposed to that, but I'm kind of a metal kid. So uh, I'd rather yes. get something like off of Rocktober Blood or something. I want Sorcerer <laughs> or something like that. I want Lion or, or some at awesome ass metal band to come in. Give me the Bullet Boys or whatever. I don't care. I, I oh, want. Yeah. I, I want some cool ass metal. I want oh, I'm metal. All about man. Metal, so yeah. I want I Wasp. My first concert as a thirteen year old was Wasp. So let me tell you, that's an experience. And so I want. I want Wasp. I want Accept. I want Metal Church. That's the kind of shit my soundtrack's oh, going shit. forward. Yeah, man. Okay, yeah. all right. I'm, I'm 100% You're on really bringing me back because I'm remembering things like Dream Warriors, the music video when that came out and premiered on the free <laughs> yeah, that, That's now. talking. <laughs> <laughs> Who were those guys? <laughs> you can't beat Freddy hugging a little doll. It's just a yeah, saying, Who were those guys? Well, it tells you right there, Freddy. It's talking. <laughs> Yeah, it's George <laughs> Lynch busting through the wall like Robocop with his guitar oh in the one scene. <laughs> yeah. For a while, for my face-off, I was thinking about putting Dave Mustaine in there. Uh, well, <laughs> because thankfully he's still alive. He, uh, is a good world ambassador to uh, the World Taekwondo Federation. Oh. Yeah. Strokes <laughs> beard. Oh. <laughs> I just, yeah. I can see that. Oh, so do we have any wisdom? Is there any wisdom you can get from this movie? 
Have we learned mm, anything? Yeah. Just because you have uh, amnesia doesn't mean you have to act stupid at every turn. <laughs> Food for thought. Oh, that, you should write fortune cookies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? yeah, I think I found my calling. Uh, Linda. Um, I, I would say if uh, your friends die all around you and you might die and the whole world might die, just drink the hardest shit you can find. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you don't know what it is. Night train at the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lynn, what would you impart us as your wisdom from this movie or what you learned? Well, I think the biggest thing I learned from it was that all the best Predator ripoffs were made 30 years ago. And I'm going to go through a little list here. Uh, I would say uh, number three on my good Predator ripoffs that were made 30 years ago. I'm going to go with High Desert Kill that starred the late Chuck Connors and also stars Beastmaster himself, Mark Singer. Uh, pretty cool guy. Nice guy in real life. Um, High Desert Kill, they're in, they got the Predator Vision thing going on and stuff like that. It was filmed in 89. It made on USA up all night several times. So if you want to look for a Predator ripoff that's good, my number three pick, High Desert Kill. That takes me to number two. I'm going to go with Robo War, st starring none other than my man, Red Brown, Mr. Captain America, Mr. Space Mutiny, Mr. Cage with Lou Ferrigno. That's a good movie. Uh, I, my number two great Predator ripoff is Robo War, starring Red Brown. I don't want to spoil anything. Watch it. You're welcome. Uh, when we go to number one, I guess, in my all-time favorite Predator ripoffs, I'm going with the 1994 film Watchers 3, starring Wings Hauser, yes. <laughs> which is a blatant Predator ripoff, and they they, uh, they put it, the, the the dog element, the golden retriever element, in and stuff like that. But it's clearly meant to be Predator. Yeah. You got Wings Hauser, fresh coming off of better better made films like Siege of Firebase, Gloria, and stuff. But he's not uh, gonna turn down a paycheck either. And uh, sure enough, he's in Watchers 3, which is my number one pick of the the number one thing I learned. Predator ripoffs were better 30 years ago. <laughs> they are. And I, would you count Alienator as a, as a Predator ripoff? Oh, God. Alienator, yeah. Oh, I love Alienator. I, dude, I own that shit. That's, I love Alienator. <laughs> if Alienator stars in Jiu-Jitsu, Jiu-Jitsu is a three-minute movie, and it goes something like Alienator kills everyone. <laughs> I, I don't care. I would throw out for honorable mention split second because, because Ron Howard doing nothing but eating donuts, yes. chocolate, an alien, and downing coffee and beer constantly. Is, it's adorable. It's worth seeing. And I just love the Howard. Yeah. You got to love oh, the yeah. man. Blind Fury. But, oh, uh, God, wisdom. Uh, never, like Len said, do not go to Burma. It's just it's the best thing you can learn and walk away from this movie. <laughs> if you're going to come down to Earth every six years, don't come down to Burma. It hasn't changed in 200. <laughs> if, if you're going to make it, guess what? It hasn't changed, buddy. Surprise, Burma's still the same war zone it was six years ago. You know? <laughs> Pick some, you know what, dude, dude go, go to Alaska. Go to Alaska. There, there's, there's trees he can jump around on. He can do that gimmick thing. He can do the predator gimmick and all that. There, there, go to Alaska. Yeah, actually, it would have been really funny if they did get all these warriors together in Burma and they're all killed the moment they enter Burma. And then the alien appears like, where, where is everyone? Right. Cue, cue the, the, the John Travolta gif from Pulp Fiction where he has his arms up looking around and stuff. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, I thought stuff would have changed over the last six years. Like, I thought maybe it'd be really built up around here, like there'd be a Starbucks on every corner, but no, it's just exactly the same. I just don't get it. At least it wasn't Battlefield Earth. We can give it that much. Well, well, let me tell you, McDonald's doesn't touch Burma, so that should tell you something right there. (laughs) You know, they're pretty persistent, too. That's a good point. If McDonald's and Disney Well, we're bringing up Disney. You want Burma? I'll put it on a set for you. Funny stuff. (laughs) Well, I think we're at a good point now that uh, we usually would start going into our plugs, but I believe Adrian has a gift for you, Lynn, from all of us. Well, I don't know if I'll be able to hear it, but if so, I'm I'm ready. Oh, you will be able to see it, I believe. believe. Okay. Oh, shall I drop that in again? please do. Drop it in our chat. Okay, alrighty. I'm gonna, we're gonna go to the... Adrian... We're gonna try uh, to use modern technology here. Yes, he used the most modern technology free money can get you. Should I turn on my video? That's my favorite kind. Uh... No, no, it'll, it'll, it'll be in the chat yeah. there. Um, the second it, it can sense the download since it's 29.7 megabytes. Oof. For the listeners out there, Adrian is sending over our fans only pictures. Yeah. <laughs> our only fans. For only $15 a month, you too can become an only fan. Oh, that should be available. Oy. But yes, Adrian is our resident artist. He does all of our art for each of our episodes. Mm-hmm. You can also check out his art on his DeviantArt page as well as our webpage. And he decided to make a little something to remember this movie as well as this episode. I'm trying to cruise on over to it, but I don't want to hang up on you guys. So I will see it momentarily. Oh, oh, All right. Um, and if uh, if we have the time, I actually had a couple questions. Sure. No, absolutely. Don't mind. Go for it. <laughs> Uh, I saw that you had the Indiegogo campaign for yes. Pact of Vengeance, but uh, it had to be uh, delayed yes. uh, because, uh, because, of, because COVID. of COVID. Yes. Of course, you guys, it has fucking John Micklethorpe in yes. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Leo Fong oh again. God. So I, I'm just curious if you had any idea of when that's going to be. Yes, what we're going to probably do is relaunch that. Uh, What we're going to do is probably relaunch the Indiegogo campaign in probably February here, mid-February or so. Um, Usually those campaigns are like 60 days or 90 days or something like that. So uh, it's going to start back up. A lot of the the perks and things would be the same. We're going to do like a shot glass set that has Samurai Cop on it, Leo Fong on it, myself on it, and John Thor on it. Uh, You know, we'll do those kinds of things. We'll do the posters and all that kind of stuff. So that'll get rolling again. And uh, if not, I've got a backup movie, but of course I I really want to be able to do Pact of Vengeance. Uh, This is just one that I can't do off of my normal budgets. Uh, We'll see if I make it. You know, I'm optimistic. Uh, I think COVID, uh, you know, with with stuff, vaccine coming out and all this stuff, I think some things uh, won't be normal normal, but I think we're crawling towards some normalcy, I think. So uh, yeah, the Indiegogo for Pact of Vengeance will launch again in February and we'll see what happens. If things go right, the movie you'll film in the summertime awesome and uh listeners will will be posting updates on that too uh to let you guys know um god because i saw it and i was like i need this in my life <laughs> like i need it now yeah yeah the, the story a lot of the location scouting and stuff like that a lot of that stuff i've already done so there's a lot of stuff that's just kind of we're just sitting and waiting kind of thing um mm. so that that's kind of where where it's at script is done i'm still just tweaking little things here and there but i think if people really wanting 80s style death 
Wish 3 or beat up the neighborhood kind of thing. They're going to like uh, Pact of Vengeance. Very cool. God, yes. And um, then I, I have one question that maybe I should be asking like a state or government official, but um, it's must all forest rangers be familiar with martial arts? And if not, <laughs> why the hell not? <laughs> Um, I think they probably should because it, 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 there's a confidence thing that'll come with that too. And I mean, no matter where you're, you're a forest ranger at or a park ranger or whatever, you're going to have drunk people. I mean, at these parks and things like that. I mean, the grizzlies are True. the least to worry about. You really have to worry about Uncle Eddie, you know, having his paps, you know, go True. to the limit there kind of True. thing. So uh, it, it, it's always a good, you know, what they might consider learning is jujitsu. <laughs> This one helps. <laughs> and it helps against zombies and full werewolves. Circle. This is true. But speak from experience. You guys, <laughs> yes. I just changed my uh, my sequel idea to I want to see jujitsu against bears. <laughs> well, you know, there is a Sunny Chiba movie called Karate Bear Fighter. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is real. Yes. I have and seen if it. it helps, Lim, to get an idea of what Adrian had sent you without having to switch over on Skype, I sent it over on your Instagram. In a okay, message. I can definitely. But yeah. I have cruised yeah. over to that real quick. Them instant grams. Yes, those grams of instant. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it, it's a very swamp zombies. It looks like they're in a swamp, correct? Yes, it would be you fighting our <laughs> yes. Nicolas Cage from Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think the colors are spectacular. I, I, I will save that and yeah, put yes. that up. Cage is off of a bender there. <laughs> that's that says a lot about his movies. Don't worry. That's how I imagined him through the whole shoot. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Well, um, yes, Linda? I had one more question. Sure. No, go ahead. Um, so as um, podcasters and, you know, like creators ourselves, uh, I, I feel like, you know, I, I like asking other creators, how do you deal with non-helpful criticism? Just like the assholes that are like, oh, one star, it was shit. Uh, for me personally, it's, uh, you know, I, I've been in performing arts long, I mean, like stage theater and stuff like that long before I did movies and things like that. So, mm -hmm. um, if you, if you can't take criticism and you're in a performing arts, uh, you probably shouldn't do performing arts then to be honest, mm -hmm. because, uh, do I want sure. people to like everything? Sure. Of course I do. I want them to be entertained by what I do, but at, at the same time, I get it. It's not for everybody. I don't want to sit through Swamp Zombies 1 again. I don't expect tons of people would want to do that either. But, but you know, I think through the years, if you show as an artist you want to improve and get better at certain things, and I'm not just talking my movies, which I, I think they've gotten better. You know, I'm, I'm not the best judge of that. The fans and viewers are. But I think we've shown improvement on a lot of different levels through the years now. We, you know, I've been doing this for 16, 17 years. Um, you know, it's the same thing with my, you know, the, the, as to the filmmaker podcast I do or the Forgotten Movie Den episodes that I do as part of my Patreon. You know, if you go back to the early ones, some of the sound isn't great and stuff like that. So, you know, I get it. But one of the things that doesn't help me is, uh, Len, there's static in your mic. Or, Len, your sound sucks. Oops. Okay, I get it. You know, I, I get that. I'm, I'm, wor I'm, I'm working on it. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, <laughs> that kind of criticism is the only stuff that sucks. If you give me something like, Len, don't shoot a Dutch angle 85,000 times. Okay, take that into consideration <laughs> next time I do something. 
something. But you know, to just say something sucks, or you know, you know, you know how many times I've heard not not just with my movies, but just other because I watch a ton of B movie shit. That's just what I watch. You know, you're, you're not going to catch yeah. me watching uh, the the piano very often. You're going to catch me watching Alienator or Dune Warriors or King or King, King of the Kickboxers <laughs> or or Great White or something. That's the kind of stuff I'm going to be watching. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so yeah, it's just show improvement or show that desire to improve. Uh, it's really about keeping an open mind because that's how you're going to learn and get better. You know, I go out to Red Letter Media and I, I got tons of. I, the one thing I think I was surprised about going out there years ago now was that the number of people who already knew who I was, not that the exposure out there wasn't great, but there was people already that had seen Curse of the Wolf and Fist of the Vampire and Swamp Zombies and things like that. So that kind of took me back a little bit. I mean, I'm self-aware, but at the same time, I don't think I'm some star or some kind of, you know, I work a day job kind of thing. I've worked as a therapist for 15 years. You know what I mean? I'm very... Uh, self-aware of those kinds of things and what I do. But, but at the same time too, when you make these movies, they're hard. You know, I, I, I've, I've known filmmakers that, that, that still say they're filmmakers and they're one-offs where they can't do anything else because it's fucking hard to make movies kind of thing. Um, yeah. So with criticism, I just try to take, uh, you know, I think I'm good about shucking away some of the stuff that really is just there to hurt your feelings kind of thing, whether, oh, you know, your movie mm-hmm. sucks. Okay, great. That doesn't help me. Len, your audio here dips out in this part, and I, I just wondered what, you know, th- those kind of things I can I can respect and kind of look at and say, hey, yeah. you know, and I think I did that with my own podcast and thing. I think the, the audio's improved through, throughout the last several months here. The camera, you know, I've got a different camera, all that kind of stuff, and none of that stuff happens by accident. It becomes, you know, you research, you know, what kind of camera camera is going to be susceptible to a good boom mic or something like that. I don't want to wear those lapel things. I get it, but, you know, I just, I, I'd rather boom yeah. mic everything. I'm very old school when it comes to that stuff. So I, I got to break into my, my get off my lawn, you know, you know attitude about that stuff. But, <laughs> but, but, you know, just staying open and stuff and being aware about things. And you'll, you'll know the, the criticism that you can really take and, and, and make a better product from, you know, it's the people that are going to say you suck or you're the worst thing out there and everything you do is stupid or whatever. That's not going to really help you. I wouldn't even read it. I would just kind of just file that in the trash bin and on to the next one kind of thing. See, I've been a, a performer myself for a long time, like I, on stage and um, now I'm doing voice acting. And that's kind of something that just pisses me off is like, I mean, it's it's great when you get somebody who can tell you like, you know, what you ought to do is, you know, or I had a problem with this, something that, that you can actually build off of sure. something that would help you improve. But like, I, it's so goddamn annoying when you get those people that are just like, it sucks. Right. Like, well, okay, I guess. Thanks. <laughs> right. I guess what I would say to that though, too, and, and I guess a, a piece of advice from, from Len here is, uh, you know what? Fuck what anybody says about you or says you should do or didn't do or this do. I would say fuck them and be yourself because really it's not cliche because the people that like you all along are going to be there for you no matter what what your fails or successes are when you go forward. The people that love you love you for you and they're not going to care if you fail or succeed. They're just going to be there along the ride with you. So I would say fuck them and, and, and just be yourself and those fans that are there for you, they're going to be there for you no matter what. That's God, I fucking love yeah, that. That's one of them. Um, I want to put that on a goddamn poster. One of the fa- my favorite things I heard from George Carlin, um, he was being interviewed by a high schooler, and he told him, like, I really appreciate that you had the balls to ask me that, because most people are intimidated to ask stars of any stature, no matter what they're doing, to do something like that. And the guy was just really, com- like, <clears throat> apologizing a lot because his equipment wasn't working well. 
And George Carlin just told him, look, I just want to tell you the best thing that will help you through your life, high school, and anything else, the sooner you learn to stop giving a shit what other people think about you, the happier a human being you're going to be. Sure. It's like, yeah, absolutely. He's absolutely right. Because if you just worry about all the negative people feed you, it's just you take it to heart. You're like, well, I guess I suck. Might as well stop. It's like, no, if you enjoy it, screw everyone else. As long as you're happy doing something. Because I've even told people that, like, not that I know a lot of people that trash your movies and other movies in general, but they do. It's one of those, like, yeah, you can say that about a film, but at least be critical in what you're saying. Why this movie sucks. Why they don't like it. Because yeah. at the end of the day, if you're just going to say this sucked, it's like, you didn't do anything. This person's going out there making <laughs> yeah. movies. It's like, even if they're horrible or they're not exactly how they imagined, they're still doing something more than you're doing. <laughs> yeah, like with this, uh, with jujitsu in particular, oh, it's yeah. like, yeah, I fucking, I did not enjoy it, but you know what? They made a better movie than I have. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I haven't well, made it, anything. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you if so you much. That was that was yeah. awesome. Sure. <laughs> well, Linda, you want to give our pluggy plugs? Our pug plugs. Okay, yeah, I guess it's the time <laughs> to say, uh, please, please listen, follow, rate, and review Cage's Kiss on Apple Podcasts and uh, over on Podchaser, especially on Apple Podcasts because it helps people get to know us and it helps uh, bump us up right there to the top so people can see us and find us quickly. Uh, please also check out our stuff on YouTube. It has that awesome Adrian Cage art. Oh. And uh, actually, our last video had an amazing little uh, animation <laughs> for uh, Primal. That was oh awesome, Adrian. Um, also, check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Cage's Kiss. Uh, we all, we have awesome uh, bonus episodes. We have an awesome ringtone. We get stickers, uh, buttons. Uh, sometimes we have game time together. Twenty dollars, uh, and I'll punch yeah, Adrian so, uh, in the face. That's right. We still got that <laughs> yeah, offer. The offer's still up. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I think Carlos wants to take us up on that. <laughs> uh, remember, you can find Cage's Kiss on Facebook and on Twitter at, at Cage's Kiss. Uh, you can visit our website at cageskiss.com and you can write to us at cageskiss at gmail.com. We love to hear from you guys. Uh, check out my other podcast about witches in history and stories of all media, uh, Bedknobs and Broom Flicks. Also, check me out as Lila in Dispatches of Disassociation and as Patrice and Lieutenant Murphy in Coyote's Bluff. Donnie, what you got going on? I also did voice work in Coyote's Bluff and for Cinema Recall, as well as Linda, in the uh, Night of the Living Dead audio drama. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I also have Wisdom in the Bottle over on YouTube, where I rant, and again, I'm promising episode three is coming out. It's just a lot to edit of a three-hour rant. I'm also the boy who blew on Pornhub. Again, don't follow me. I beg you. It is not something you want to do. <laughs> I'm also the Unreal Goals on Twitter, and Stilgar the Twi'lek over on Instagram. And other than that, my life is kind of a black abyss of failure. Adrian? Yay! <laughs> I'm Adrian, and I had nothing to do with Coyote's Bluff. Aww. 
Um, <laughs> however, I'm on YouTube as AA Smith, and I am on my Patreon and on DeviantArt as Leo the Fox, all lowercase, all one word, L-E-O-T-H-E-F-O-X. I have artworks on there that are not on the Cage's Kiss website or the YouTube videos. Secret. Ominous. <laughs> <laughs> and... Lynn, where can the people find you and learn about your charisma? <laughs> yeah, I would say the, the thing to get across is everything I'm pushing, uh, films, podcasts, uh, the stuff I'm doing is all going through my Patreon at patreon.com slash killerwolffilms. You get to see all my movies on there. I started doing two months ago where now when you join, I'm having digital downloads that you can keep the films for your own video libraries and things. Skull Forest is oh, available yeah. there for digital download. Uh, and, and all this stuff is free once you join kind of thing. There is no other hidden cost. It's just join Patreon and you get this shit. So uh, challenge of Five Gaunt- Challenge of Five Gauntlets is on there. That just went up last week. So you you, you join, you get me, see me, Leon, Leo Fong beat up people and things like that. So really, Patreon's a, a really good way to support indie, I feel. Uh, you know, do I get royalty checks from places? Sure. But I mean, it's very minuscule. I mean, I'm lucky if I make, you know, whatever, 50 bucks a month or something like that from royalty stuff. So, you know, Amazon Prime, you're making four cents a watch. Uh, Amazon took down a lot of my stuff anyways. I think something like Swamp Zombies 2 is still out there. Some are still up there, but they took it's down yeah. they, they took down films of mine like Blood Prism and things like that, which, uh, you know, I think probably deserve to be on there kind of thing. I think there's a lot of good things in, the, in that film. But anyways, uh, so I'm pushing everything. Uh, 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 if they want to support me, the best way is not go watch me on Amazon Prime. Put it that way. It's, it's join the Patreon for two bucks, and that's really the best way to support my works. Uh, coming forward into 2021, one, I'll have some I'm special like right now. I, I think in February or so of 2021 coming up, I'm going to have a tier where if people do five dollars, I am doing the obliterator uh, patches. The obliterators is the group of Leo Fong. Uh, Samurai Cop, John Michael Thorne, myself, when we're going to be in Pact of Vengeance, the Obliterators is our military group in the movie that wipes out the punks in the city yes. kind of thing. So you'll have like an Obliterators <laughs> patch kind of thing, and then I'll probably do like an 11 by 17 poster or something like that. So I have little tiny fundraisers that, that from Patreon, but most of all the signups are like 2 and $3 and things like that. So uh, I just strongly encourage you. Yeah, I have my YouTube channel. Uh, I don't even know what the fuck it is. Just type in my name and and you'll 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 pull it up. So you'll you'll see all my forgotten movie den episodes and my Fist of the Filmmaker podcast and things like that. So, uh, but Patreon's really the best way anymore. Uh, you, you can really help independent people socket to Amazon and stuff for not really paying us anything. Uh, you know, and a lot of these other distributors too. It, it's cool to get your film out there, but at the end of the day, if it's not going to help you financially do another picture, uh, that kind of sucks. So you know, Patreon is is a good way to kind of do that because I don't feel I'm done yet. Uh, I mentioned, you know, Challenge of Five Gauntlets. If that was my last film, I, I can ride off into the sunset with that. But I think using your creative brain is really everything, and uh, I don't think I'm done yet. So check out the Patreon. Enjoy. Uh, I strongly encourage everybody to, to, to hop on board and have fun with the campaign. So uh, thanks for having me tonight. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah. Oh, thanks for coming. And I, guess, I think I'm at the $10, $15 level there. I've been a supporter for a while, and it's been really worth it. And you're... I can honestly say, even messaging you, you are a very humble, very approachable, very cool guy. And I really like your Forgotten Movies, Den. That's really a fun series. People really should take a look at that. Well, as Patrick Swayze said in Roadhouse, opinions vary. But uh, thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) 
And a final note on Amazon, don't really support it because Neil Breen now has his movies on Amazon. Somebody uh, man, I'm disappointed because uh, I, I'm, I'm slightly disappointed in that because Neil doesn't know what he's in yeah. for. I mean, Neil, you're going to make three or four cents like a watch. If people watch your 90 minute movie, Amazon gives you like four cents or something like that. So and coming from, I guess he, I don't think he has financial troubles, but I mean, he was saying where I'm not self-financing anymore and stuff like that. I'm like, well, Neil, yeah. you're never going to make another film again. I mean, unless you do like an Indiegogo or something yeah. like that. And I'll chip in to see uh, uh, Twisted yeah. Pair 2 or whatever. I'm in. I went to the Cleveland Capitol Theater just to go see to that. So too. Oh, yeah. I'm in on yeah. Twisted Pair 2. He, he puts that up. I'm, I'm putting my, I want my 11 by 17 poster. And I reached out to him to be uh, in Pact of Vengeance. But uh, no he's kind no of kidding. in his own color of outer space kind of thing himself. And, and uh, yeah. he's, uh, he's, he's a different dude. You reach out to him and he comes back with, did you know if is the middle word in life? It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's be real. Um, we thanks. wouldn't want him. Yeah, and I think that's true. I, I think that's true. It's just he really doesn't know how to use Twitter properly, and that makes it funny. So whenever you go there, you can get the comedy of, of Neil being Neil, uh, you know, without having to sit through Double Down or something like that. Just go to his Twitter. Yes. <laughs> Tired of this experiment. So, Linda. Oh, oh, God. Okay, I know we're wrapping up. I know that, but the... I don't know if anyone else got any vibes from this from the opening credits of the film where everything was slowed down and kind of animated and fuzzy, but didn't that look like cave dwellers? Just, it's showing you scenes from the <laughs> oh, movie. Oh, well, re- like, like, like <laughs> yeah. film ways repackaging something. Honestly, I felt it was more like Abelard Tales of an Ancient Empire where you use animation effects to make up for the fact that you got no budget. There you go. <laughs> Linda, what is our next movie, please? <laughs> Just, I guess I want more suffering. Well, I was just going to uh, <laughs> remind the listeners that, yeah, I just became a patron and it's so fucking easy, you guys. Uh, it's patreon.com forward slash killer wolf films. Check it out. And there's so much shit on here, man. Yeah, all my movies are on there. But like I said, I'm starting to do downloads. So you'll be able to download gauntlets and things like that. But uh, all, all my films are on there somewhere. They're all just back on the wall somewhere. But if you're having trouble finding something, I encourage people just to j- drop me a quick message and I'll say, hey, if, if you go back to the post on December 15th, you'll find this movie or that movie. But Hellcat's Revenge 2, my latest film uh, that was released last uh, Christmas time, that's on there. So that, that's my latest work. Uh, so I uh, I encourage you to check out Hellcat's Revenge 2. We shot in an actual prison. I mean, not a functional prison anymore, but it, uh, there's some, there, it's, it's like a women in prison biker action movie. So check it out. Nice. 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 Well, uh, with that, you'll be hearing from us next week for... Uh, we haven't decided yet. <laughs> Either we're going to cover The Croods oh 2, which you may... I know... Uh, you may be able to watch it on Amazon, but it's kind of up in the air. Or we're going to have a special guest. So what? either way, it's going to be real special. <laughs> Why do you listeners. do this, Linda? Why? It's not my fault. <laughs> it's all up in the air. So either it's going to be the Crudes, or we're, we could possibly be joined by Kevin Frolics, who is the, a former writer of UCB Sketches and the writer of a musical version of Vampire's Kiss, you guys. Oh, wow. He's a warrior poet <laughs> in the sci-fi sense. Oh, Lord. Yes. Well, all right then. I, uh, and until then, Donnie shot a kid. <laughs> it is Christmas, so yeah, let's die hard it up. Uh, hiya. <laughs>
<laughs> Yippee Kaye, Mother y'all. Russia. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> catch your I could eat a peach for hours. Please. Kiss me. <laughs>